music. So here's the beauty of that story. Other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. I wonder if this is what normal people feel like. Well, like Eleanor Roosevelt said, well-behaved women rarely make history. And nothing says mental health um, cast live like saying, starting with, I drank a whole bottle of wine. Hey everybody, hope you had a great week Yes Nope, not that <laughs> well, You know, for everyone out there, like listen We are getting these new mic stands I can't wait to get them because they attach Like, they're an arm, a robotic so, arm I Right now we're like hunched over I totally, I feel like, I feel like Igor <laughs> Yeah, we're hunched over trying to get our mouths towards the mic on the desk, and it's a whole thing. It's too much. Like, I, I, I can't. I don't want to age. I don't want to feel like I'm aging before it's time to age. And, you know, in order to get a good, nice, crisp sound, you know, for our listeners. So, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I guess that would be considered first world problems, I first guess. First world problem. To be that stressed out over it. I'm not really stressed, but I just, I don't like it. It bothers you. It does bother me. It does yeah. bother me. I'm going to boo. I'm going to boo. I'm going to boo. Oh, God. He found his sound effects. Well, I haven't been able to play with him this yet. This, uh, you know, this is the second episode. <laughs> this whole season. Of this whole season. Uh, so you know what? Let's. It's something that we haven't done in a long time, and it brings it brings me pleasure to say, "Honey, how was your week?" It was good. You. There was a long pause. It was a long pause. I was trying to remember if my meltdown was last week or this week. Which one? Oh, you mean the one where you quit and the kids are fired and everybody? That was la- that. That was last week. Okay. Was that before or after the show? That was actually before the first episode. Oh, so we didn't talk about that. No, we did not talk about okay, that. We so can talk about it this week, though. It's never too late. I melted down because I take care of everything in this house. And I'm the only one who takes care of it all. And, like, we have Apple products. And so there is a family calendar. And everybody has access to that calendar. But guess what? Nobody looks at the calendar but me. So I have to keep track of my appointments, the kids' appointments, Stephen's appointments, all the appointments i had to take care of all of the animals i have to take care of all of the laundry i have to take care of all of the dishes and the cooking and everything else i quit i i told steven what was that for that's a whistle because i wanted you to pause listen <laughs> it wasn't a foul it was you know just like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> that was really annoying well because we've all at different times have taken on more responsibility at the home. And I understand that, but. Okay. And that was his point. That was his point is he stayed home. I stayed home with Sebastian for five years. He stayed home with George Arthur for six years. Well, George Arthur's now 12. So I've been home from six to 12. So I'm done. It's time for me to tap out and he can take him for the next six years. The issue is, is that we do collaborate in this household, but here's the deal. Barely. Mom, mom has become a pushover in her old age. These no, I've always been a pushover. It's no. just they were toddlers and it doesn't matter as much. No, these children get her. Oh my goodness. They have her wrapped around their finger. I mean, it, it's not that they have me wrapped around their finger. It's that me doing it is easier than the fight of them doing it. Does that sound familiar for those who have been listening for the last like four years? You know, it, it, and and I'm not trying to put, I'm telling you, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I'm just saying, it's like we need we we need a firmer Rebecca, like not a you know what I'll do it myself because we know what happens. She'll ask our oldest to come do something, and it'll take him two 30 hours minutes later. Thirty minutes to two hours later, and it's still not done. And then she, then then she'll call me, and and, and no, and, then I just get up and do it myself. Yeah, that's true. And after a month or two of that, or a week or two of that, then she loses it. Yeah. So I 
called Steven at work and I told him that I quit. I um, was going to drop the children off at the firehouse and that was going to be the end of that. Well, she actually told me to like, here are all the appointments. I did. It's I all gave you. him all the appointments. What happened? It's where? I lost sound. No, you didn't. No, I can't hear. Oh, you can't hear? No, I, I, there it is. Um, I sent him all the appointments. I said, this is the important stuff. You might want to read your emails because this is coming up and you need to be aware. Did you read the emails? Did you do anything with the emails? Who, me? Yeah. I, I mean, I looked, I think I looked at them. I don't remember. He thinks he looked at them. They were important emails. Oh, were they? I told you they were important. See, I have to do everything around here. You know, it is. We are spoiled. We are some of the most spoiled boys on the planet. Because yeah, my we, biggest toxic trait is I spoil everybody and then I get mad when everybody acts spoiled. Right. And we are. And we really have to unlearn that behavior and, and meet her halfway. I Look, I know. Like, in, I mean, you know, on the weekend, though, I cook breakfast. I cook food. I try to make sure two she doesn't do anything. And that's what I get two days out of the week. I'm not home. All I mean, except for the evening, early, early morning, I'm gone, and and then I'm home in the evening. Do and you I, see how many excuses there are? My kids have <laughs> even more. <laughs> it's because we love her so much. We we know how special she is. So yeah, I melted yes. down and I quit as a mother. She did for a little bit, and I just talked I did to for her. that day. Well, and it's funny because I said, "Honey, you need a spa day." She goes, "It won't help." I was like, "Ooh, we are really knee deep in the boo boo." Like, oh, and it was very <laughs> cute. He stopped and he got me plants, and he got me a sunflower, which is my favorite plant. I did. And he pulls it out the back of the cart, and I guess he wanted me to like be all excited. And I was like, <laughs> "Plants don't fix this." Like, thank you, thank you for the plant, but plants don't fix this. She was really salty. I was very upset. She eventually gave me a kiss, but it wasn't at first. Like, I expected her to melt and have the, like, the sort of the, you know, the Humphrey, Humphrey Bogart, like, Rockwellian moment where she would go, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Like, Ward Cleaver. And, like, no, that was, it wasn't, it was further, it was more Roseanne Barr. So. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't that bad. But, yeah, so. So, that was our week. That, that was, was basically our week. Because this week, nothing much happened. No, this was a quiet um, week for sure. So. I learned how to get the boys to do stuff. I just turn off the internet. I've been telling her that, and she's like, "That's so rude." I'm it like, "It is rude. It's, it's very rude." But what's more disrespectful is them for them not to do what she um, what she asked. So we're gonna clap for her. Yes, yes. I think I think the peanut gallery uh, all agrees that Rebecca should definitely cut the internet off when she doesn't get her way. So there is an option. We have Comcast and there is an option with Comcast to like make profiles for people and I can go in and just turn off the boys internet. So I have internet. I'm perfectly functional. Steven has internet. He's perfectly fun functional, but nothing electronic for the children work until they get me done what I asked them to do two hours ago. Mm -hmm. And... Then the internet gets turned back on. So this week really has been all about chores. I have been finding chores for them to do all week long. And they have to get them done before the internet gets turned on every day. Look, they cut grass. She painted Adirondack chairs. They he helped her. He tightened them. He tightened them. Our oldest tightened them. Like, they, they've been doing work. And you know what's so funny? By the end of this week now, they started putting the birds away without even her having to ask. Yeah, they I took phones. <laughs> I took phones and cut and took into gaming privileges. Except they forgot the kitchen tonight. So they did forget the privileges. I mean, the, the kitchen, but they they got the birds in. They did. They did. And birds get eaten if they don't get in. So. Right. Right. So what do we have for the show today? We have Genevieve. So we recorded this last spring. Yeah, it was. It's, and then I melted down and it never got published. April, I think we recorded this 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 show. It was right before we went on vacation. Yeah, so it, it was April. And gosh, I know she's like, this, what's wrong? What did I do? Is it me? Did it something I said? <laughs> like, I, I, No, I, we just melted down. We really melted down. So uh, Genevieve is, uh, you know, a friend of the show. She's been on several times. Yeah, the she, remote OT. The remote OT. Her husband is awesome. Uh, he's a professor at a local uh, junior college uh, in our area, and like we just really love them. And you know, right now they have really little ones, so they don't get out much. So we love having them on the show when you know uh, when we can. Do you remember what we talked about? I forget. It was something about 
we always talk about something ADHD. ADHD, with her. yeah, yeah, because that's her specialty, right? So, well, we kind of go into the fact of you know ADHD is only ADHD because of the society that we live in, right? So, well, yes, I'm, well, it's kind of interesting, like to think, and people noodle on that, like is the is is the person the problem or is the society the problem? And oftentimes people say it's it's our society that's the problem. That's a good balance. So we will get into her. All right. Um, yeah, so we will. Yeah, so we're not going to have. You don't have a proverb for this. Week. I do not have a proverb this week because it was pre-recorded. All right. So we, this is a pre-recorded episode. Um, next week, we're back with a full live show. Uh, by the time you're getting this, of course, this is Sunday morning right now or sometime after. Um, and you're definitely uh, going to see us this the, this coming Friday. Live. Live again. Mm-hmm. Um, who are we having on? Chloe. 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 Yes. Okay. And what's the topic? Just her story. So, yeah, we're highlighting someone uh, with lived experience. So definitely make sure you jump on and listen and tell your friends about us. We appreciate you. Have a great week. We hope you're well. Uh, See you on social media if you have any questions. I want to add something. Go ahead. Add something. If anybody is on social media, particularly TikTok, um, you might have heard of Gabby Hanna and what she's going through. And at the end of the month, I'm going to have on the BP spouse and we're going to discuss mania and the severity of mania and how we need to take it more seriously and not look at it as kind of a joke, which everybody is looking at Gabby Hanna as kind of a joke right now. So I just want to put that out there that that's coming at the end of the month. That sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to that conversation. Sounds like it's a really interesting one. And wow, the importance of having a good care team around you. Yeah. Or at least a strong one. A strong one. Or any kind of care team. Or any kind of care team. All right, guys. Well, hope you have a good week. And um, I hope you enjoyed this episode with the remote OT. Hey. Oh, she's muted. Oh, you're muted. Gosh, it's like that should just that that just needs to be like written on my forehead at the rate of times that I'm. You're muted. You're muted. I I think it. I think it needs to like pop up on the screen, right? Like it needs to yell at you that like you're muted. Yes. Yeah. Million million dollar idea right there. Come on. Right. How are you? What new glasses? Oh no, I'm sorry. This is my pretend. Um, (laughs) I wear these. ready for this this is real talk i mean i wear these because they're like the blue light oh yes got it our son has a pair of glasses I, you know i just realized i just got in the shower and like i look i don't know why i look like i didn't take a shower today but i just <laughs> maybe got any gel on Your yeah hair is just fluffy. oh it's fresh fl- you it's look fl- fresh oh right? i do you. it's okay you. you look clean listen you showered like props to you right? that's a goal like, of my a- life Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a goal right there. <laughs> that's, that's That's an achievement right there. Don't you knock that down? That is that, nice. <laughs> <laughs> You are so funny. You are so funny. Um why what what what's the show about today? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I'm I'm right there with you guys. It has been the Yeah, what are we talking about? On earth. ADHD, AD, ADD, ADHD. Yeah, so texted. That's right. Next Next week, I have a young woman who's coming on who wasn't diagnosed until she was 38 years old. And so she's going to have a conversation about being diagnosed late. And so Mm -hmm. I thought that maybe we could have a conversation about how, you know, ADHD or ADD presents differently in female rather than male, Mm -hmm. like because male are very stereotypical and like because. DSM five was based off of a male. And so like Mm -hmm. girls show like, you know, oh, we're really talkative and, you know, we just show it differently. And so Mm -hmm. that's why a lot of times we slip through the cracks. Right. No. Yeah. With, 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 with that diagnosis and um, let me check every other diagnosis. (laughs) Well, yeah, because I mean, DSM five was based all on white male. So (laughs) no, and I'm talking even outside of the DSM, you know, it's like medical in general. It's like, if you're not a cisgender white male, they're, they're the ones that covered medicine. 
Just right. even dermatology books. They were talking the other day about dermatology wow. books, right? Like, I mean, it still runs rampant too out there, like in the medical community, like the uh, right. scary, scary lack of awareness. <laughs> right, right. You know, and it's not just the lack of awareness. Like there's a whole movement for like OBGYN care. Right. Because like it was just men who did it. And so like getting an IUD, like, there's no painkillers for that. Like they just do it. And, and yes. I've been through it. And it's like, that was painful. Like there should be something for that. Right. Nope. It doesn't hurt. You're fine. <laughs> right. Nope. All they heard was a woman going blarty, blar, 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 blar. And they were like, go, go, go. I'll bill you. I'll bill you. Right. I'll bill you. You're good. You're good. Right. right. Wow. So how do, how do, how do we set this show up? Like in terms of where you want to head? you have something on your finger so listen, listen, we're ga- i'm game to wander we'll just wander together you know we're yeah exactly fluid. yeah i think it's just yeah i mean that's the big thing is just to kind of talk about you know the differences that she sees in men versus women and how that's a big issue right for psychiatric care along with everything else right right yeah, yeah i mean you know i'm starting to hear about it more and I'm starting to see like more TikToks and stuff. I'm starting to see them really like, um, you know, uh, talk about like how you treat adult ADD or ADHD. And I'm learning more. It's still so much I don't know about it all. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny because you have a son who's gone through it for years. So you would think that like just us going through that, we would be more aware of it. And there is stuff that like we don't even know. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And, and you know, and and the, the the question I have though is like, you know, is it is it something that has been with an individual or a patient from the beginning, or something that's kind of learned or environmental that happens over time? That's true. Is it is it because that's very different with a lot of psychological like it either it's either genetic or trauma and or both. Is ADHD like you're just born that way? I mean, ADHD is so interesting, right? Because it's like, sometimes I feel like you guys, you like kind of identified the two things, right? It's like either it's like from the person or is it from the environment? But then sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, or is it from the observers? Right. Right? Because that's another thing. It's like, are they messed up or are we? Right. That's it. Right? Well, because like- sometimes, you know, like as parents, right? With children, it's like um, some parents will see a child doing something and be like, perfect other parents will see a child doing something and be like that kid needs some medication mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. right right you know and, and well and, and that's what's interesting about it you know it's like you know it, is it medication or like you were getting ready to touch on g like whether or not it was whether it's just situational environmental like and what i mean by that specifically is you know if you put the wrong kid in the wrong environment they will look like they have not only ADD and ADHD, but, but they'll look extreme. Yeah. They'll look disruptive. They'll look, they'll look angry. They'll look problemed and troubled. They'll look mm-hmm. all those things. And so that's what, you know, that's exactly, you know, kind of what I think we should explore right now. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we have seen this just recently because our oldest son we were told, you know, he's got ADHD. There's something wrong with him in kindergarten. And so we spent just about his whole school career trying to figure this out and trying to get him to fit, you know, round peg, square hole. And like, Mm -hmm. it was very difficult. And then due to other reasons, we ended up pulling him out of public high school and put him in an online program. This boy has excelled. Like he's getting grades that he never thought were possible. And, and he's doing really well. You know, we were terrified. We were like, he's not going to focus. He's not going to get it done. We're going to have to write him. Like we don't like, I showed him how to break things down and you know, I have this much to do. We're going to separate it over a week. He does it now all by himself. And it's like, we just, we've been amazed because this whole time for 16 years, we've been told, you know, he's, he can't, he can't learn. He's having a hard time learning. Right. And all the evidence was pointing to that but then we changed his entire environment and he's a completely different kid right no man like 100 like thomas was that yeah. kid right 
Yeah, we've, right. we've, lived, we've lived this lifespan, right? He was the kid who was not learning, needed medication, can't fit into the class. He's too active. He's too chatty. He's too mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Goes on a Ritalin for years, you know, has therapy or whatever. Then in life, like, it's kind of almost interesting. It's almost like when you hit that stage of life where now, again, the observers kind of exit the room, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're older. You don't have these people. And then he could figure out what worked for him. Mm-hmm. And now he's gone so 180 on it that he's got me wondering if I'm the one that really has, because I like, <laughs> it's so hard. Like I have to like, when I'm focused, like for example, working, right? We have three kids. When I'm working, I cannot have the children around. Like mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. my mind is like gone. Like I can't focus and listen if, if they're even in the vicinity, right? I'm just constantly right. like, Thomas works full time with all three children running around him screaming yelling mm-hmm. interrupting him the thing that would like i would do 30 minutes of that and i feel like i'm gonna have a nervous breakdown <laughs> he does it he's been doing it now for almost solid two years yeah right i was like i was it blew my mind because like you said that setting changed before right he would go into his office he had you know i always thought oh it's so easy for you to work because you go to your solitude you i always had like this little thing like you just wait if you ever had to do this and then right. he had to do it, and then he blew me out of the water. Like I'm the one mm-hmm. right. that can't. Right. You know. Right. It's like it's kind of funny because in in our household, it it's it's similar but a little bit different. So like, Stephen likes everything like clean. Like stuff needs to be put away. Everything has a place. Whereas you know, my older son and I like if it goes away we don't remember that it exists. Right. Right. Yeah. Like object right. permanence is a thing. And so like, there was one thing, like I was supposed to like call somebody and it was on a piece of paper. It came in the mail and he was like, you need to call these people. And then he put it away. Right. It just, I, I totally forgot. I don't know where it is. I don't even remember that we had this conversation. And so <laughs> this poor man has to live with two of us doing this. <laughs> And I have hey. can't remember my own crap myself. So I had to keep up go. with all of this. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You know, the joys of family and communal living. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So and 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 him and I are home all day because he's he's doing school from home and I'm working from home. And so like Stephen comes home and the house is just it looks like something blew up, but like, we're fine. We're fine. We know where everything is and we're doing good and it doesn't bother anyone. <laughs> Poor Steven comes home and he's like, what happened? Right. I mean, it's also, it's like, that's the same thing happens to me when I'm with the kids. It's like, my style of being with the kids is like free range, right? I like them to just like right. go be free. Mm-hmm. But then Thomas right. is much more structured. He's routined, you know? So okay. yeah, you know. So when he gets so, home, it's mess. Right. So so what is um how does Thomas like in, in terms of where is he now with his treatment and and like and how he interacts with you and the family, you know, and I only ask that is just you know, for everyone listening, maybe there is an example of I in fact I know Thomas is a good example, but maybe this is an example of like I don't know um you know what it will be like with proper treatment and yeah, support I mean, talk, yeah okay treat, su- support more so even than treatment I feel like is good because right it's interesting like with Thomas you know as a case example here I'm using my husband here <laughs> um like as a child he was treated for ADD but like later in life he wasn't he was right. never directly you know, seeking services or getting anything, he very much, you know, had the autonomy, the supported autonomy to figure out what worked for him and not always fully supported, right? Because even in university, he was still trying to get a business degree at one point or do something that his parents were trying to get him to do. It was, I feel like, you know, the trajectory of his life was once he found art and was allowed to do art and then found a way to be successful at art, again, to just stay with his strength. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, but that being said, now he's like upper upper level coordinator, you know, for that university. He's the gallery director. He's teaching art. So it's like, he's not, it's not like all day he's doing art and that's why he can do it. No, he's doing spreadsheets. He's doing course planning. He's doing doing a litany of different tasks throughout the day, essentially. And he's doing this with the children running around, screaming, interrupting, 
-hmm. he is able to, what I've observed in my two year (laughs) observation here, is he's able to break from the task and return to the task, in my opinion, better than I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is interesting because ADD is a lot of time viewed as the individual keeps breaking from the task. Yeah, like that's the issue. Right. right. That's what people see as the issue is because you have to, you, you look away and you get distracted and you're not focused and. Yeah. And then they think let's increase the sustained attention essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Like children need to sit and they got to attend and they attend longer and longer and longer. It's like the idea of like how multitasking they've, you know, found out it was like, not like really a thing. It's like, you're just sort of jumping around and you're not, they say as successful if you're multitasking versus focusing on one thing. But then other research shows that when we focus too heavily on any one thing, we're less like our performance suffers from that. Mm-hmm. So it's right. sometimes I'm just like, it's humans trying to figure out other humans. We're learning. We're still not there yet. You know, right. We're, right. we're throwing darts. We're making guesses. You know, that's why medicine's called practicing. You know, we're right. practicing. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So what are some of the main ways that it shows up differently in females rather than males? I'd say a lot of times and with a lot of different diagnoses is that females uh, tend to be a little bit more attuned to like, I don't even know. It's like the acceptable social norms kind of almost, mm-hmm. you know, like if you even think about like, you know, ADHD is one thing, but autism is another clear example, right? Autism in females doesn't get picked up because uh, a lot of times they are more expressive. They've got the language a little bit more, or maybe they just also kind of, they're, it's almost like you're socialized differently when you're a female, right? Mm-hmm. So that's another component there versus boys. Again, a lot of times can be, oh, boys are just being boys, yep. just, right? So it's a, a forgiven or excused or viewed differently. You know, sometimes, I don't know, now, sometimes I wonder even if it's swinging a little bit more now where it's like, we're noticing it, hopefully, maybe we're moving the gender component out of it a bit and just looking what the person's doing and then what they want to do, like, again, the number of adults that I, so it's like, I work with, you know, from the NICU to the nursing home. So it's like, I see these little tiny kids and I see it early, but then later in life, I, I also see adults with ADHD and stuff. And it's like, sometimes it's like the person just hasn't like found their thing, mm-hmm. you know? And if they found their thing, they could, you know, essentially do whatever our definition of succeeding at the thing is. But while they're still looking for the thing, they have to be jumping around. They have to be moving. This idea of like sit, focus, and then you'll find the thing. If I'm sitting and focusing on the wrong thing, I'm never going to find the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, or it's like, you know, the other day was kind of a funny thing. Bo, my middle one there that's four, he said to me, you know, why are you always distracted? You're always distracted. And I was like, oh, I mean, what am I doing right now? And he's like, well, you're on your phone. And he's like, and he's like, you know, you're distracted. You're not paying attention to me. And I was like, well, distracted is an interesting term because distracted is that I'm not attending to what you want me to attend to, mm-hmm. but I am attending to something. Mm-hmm. So a yeah, lot of times it's just it's, not the requested like, thing. That's it. So when you think about individuals ADHD, a lot of times when we're assessing them, uh, we're real good at picking up on what they're not attending to. Um, I think a mistake of a lot of providers is like, okay, move away from that angle. What are they paying attention to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're not paying attention to anything, all right, that's an issue. But I'm willing to bet a lot of these times that they, they have an interest. They have a, something they really focus in on, you know, like, I mean, you should, you've got that hyper-focusing aspect and you've got that not attending aspect, but sometimes I'm just like, is it just a misreading of the individual because society doesn't accept quote unquote what they are into like here's an example of video games streaming nowadays right kids are so into video games they're so into streaming they're interested in that they're passionate about that they want to pursue that that's viewed by many adults as a distraction that's him there's well. one adult no. <laughs> i think it's funny because it, it is it's it's a sore subject in, in our household, because it's one of those, like, you can wake up early on the weekends and run downstairs and start playing your video game. But when it's time for school, I can't get you out of bed. 
And so it's, it's one of those, like, I get it. They're excited for one thing. They're not excited for the other thing. So I understand it, but it's like, we also have responsibilities. So, um, but yeah, that, that is, that is an argument between all of us and, and the children is, it's just like, you know, you put so much focus on these games. Like there's other things that we need you to focus on, you know, in, in a family setting, there's other things that you need to take care of right to not you know like even as an adult we do things begrudgingly like I always tell people I'm like there's a reason we get paid for work yeah <laughs> come on like right. I love that we, have, we have these expectations of kids and we're like you better do it like this is one of my dad's favorite saying you better do it and you better do it happily and it's yeah. like I like that no. statement though but it's kind of traumatizing <laughs> all at the same time yeah I'm bringing like, back I don't yeah. I, don't, I don't care if you do it angry, just do it and do it right. Right. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And do it the way I want. Like, but that's it. It's, you know what? It's like fostering understanding of each other. Like you just said it, like, I get it that when you're excited to wake up in the morning and play video games, you pop out of bed. I also understand that when you're going to do something you don't want to do, you're big surprise acting like you're about to do something you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 And yeah. you're, you're allowed to do that. We don't have a tolerance for that. It's funny that we will judge them and be like, well, we're trying to increase your tolerance for something you don't like. Funny, if we zoom back a little bit, right now, you're not tolerating something that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right? So is it that they're not tolerating it? Or is it that you're not tolerating their personal reaction to it that doesn't match yours? So how do you, if you are a person with ADHD, like, how do you find your thing? Like you're, you're, you're stuck in school and you have to sit down and you have to be there for eight hours a day and you hate all of it. And like, none of it works. Like, how do you end up finding your thing? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a great question. Right. Like, and I feel like it's like in school, that's one thing, but then you can ask a, a 65 year old person that's still searching. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we're still searching. Sometimes, I mean, it's interesting that you say that because I just kind of got off a conversation about like, the trouble is that we, uh, while we're searching, we have this self-judgment about the searching, that we're doing something Mm -hmm. wrong, you know, that we're floundering, we're somehow failing, you know, because we haven't clicked in somehow. That's just judgment. That's just self-judgment, you know, like that, or that's judgment from another person on you when they see that floundering. But what if you're just finding it? What if that is it? Like, that's how we find it is we wander mm-hmm. into places. We try things, we leave things. The problem is that <laughs> as a society, we have a, a low tolerance for like, you know, for example, oh, you want to try a new instrument? Okay. Then you better commit and you better learn it a hundred percent. And this better be your new instrument for life. Like, whoa, can I just dabble? Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, are we, we allowed um, to dabble? We just had that with our, our youngest. He did two years of trumpet. And he liked it and he was, he was decent at it. And, and then this year he's like, I don't want to do trumpet anymore. And I was like, okay, but you're good at music. So let's stick with something musical, right? Like let's do something musical. Cause your brain gets that, like, like your brain can connect with that and you did have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And so this year he switched to piano. Cause it was like, we have a piano sitting in our living room. Like nobody's playing it. Why don't you? this boy has just taken off with piano so yeah I mean we've seen that here where they just like keep trying new things instead of you know I picked up a violin in kindergarten and that's all I know how to do yeah Yeah, and then what's like what's the strength though there because it's kind of like I don't know you know it's like uh it's like the idea of like settling you know when Mm -hmm. we see people settle we'll be like oh don't settle and then when we see people jump around we'll be like oh you better settle well, I think that's interesting too, because my generation kind of gets a lot of crap because we're, we're one of the first generations to like not get in a job and stay there the rest of our lives, right? Like we, we tend to stay for a few years, quit, go somewhere where we get more money or more benefits or, or more enjoyment and then stay there for a couple of years and quit and go to another. And a lot of the older generations are like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, why won't you just pick a job? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, there's yeah. reasons, you know, like if I stay in this position, I'm not going to make this much money, you know, where I can leave and make more money. But yeah, it very much is seen as like, you won't just settle down. Hmm. Yeah. Or in that little story, like with your son, they're like the, 
for for him to be able to say, I don't want to do trumpet anymore. That's huge. That gets mm-hmm. unfortunately kind of overlooked because like your job example, how many adults do we know that they don't know how to say, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's always these other outside external forces that keep you t- attached to it. Yeah. We were just talking about this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I am. I have very much been the type of person who for whatever reason, I always blame it on loyalty, right? Like, but for whatever reason, like I have stayed in places of employment way past when I should have left, right? Like you put up with so much abuse and nonsense and it's like, and you don't leave. Mm -hmm. And, and I fool myself and I'm like, oh, it's because I'm a really loyal employee. And it's like, are you though? Or like, are you just scared to move? Like, what is the real reason that you're staying in such an awful environment? Well, I can tell you this, that if you've been in a job for that long and your butt is permanently imprinted (laughs) on your chair, you've probably been there too long. Either either that or get a new chair. Yeah, but I mean, I'm a perfect example. Like I was in banking, but I was in banking in different different banks and different positions for 10 years. I hated all of it. Yeah, true. But I stayed there. Right. That's true. Yeah. And why? Why did you stay there? Yeah, because I I had experience. I knew what I was doing. It was it was easy to stay there. You know, it's very scary to change a complete different career focus. Right. And, right. and so, yeah, for 10 years, I was just there. Like, I didn't mm. like it. I didn't want to be there, but here I am. Right. And mm. then you fool yourself and you're like, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. I know this. And it's like, you know, just like with our youngest, like he was good at trumpet. He didn't want to do it anymore, though. Mm-hmm. That's it. It wasn't because he was bad. That's it. And sometimes the courage is saying, I don't want to do it anymore. Right. You know, and being able to move away from it, because I feel like, unfortunately, I, and maybe it's a generational thing, like you said, like we came from parents that were like drilling us to stay. So we all had to like stay. And then now we're all waking up and being like, why did I stay? But yet we're also <laughs> to stay like we're repeating it. We're doing mm-hmm. the same right. thing. We're not rewarding the difference. Right. The difference is when when a kid says to you, I don't want to do this anymore. That is like, hey, man, thank you for telling me. And what do you want to do? And if you don't want to mm-hmm. do anything, don't do anything. Fine. They will, again, it's like trusting. Humans will find. They will find it. I know it's scary. It's scary. I know. <laughs> You're like, if I don't, you know, it's like that idea, like in my in my house, we don't have like screen limits or any of this. And people always tell me, well, it's great in your house. In my house, my kid would be on the video game like 24 seven. They would never detach. Maybe, but I'm willing to bet that if you let them like go long enough, they're going to. You know, they're going to hit a point. It's just like so often we spend so much time us guiding them. And all we're doing a lot of times is robbing them of the opportunity to figure out how to guide themselves. Right. Right. Well, and I think it's also important to realize that, yes, they are many mirrors of you. And yes, they are many you, but they're not like they are their own person, especially when they start getting to like what we're going through is, you know, preteens and teenagers. It's like, these are not little mini Stevens and Rebecca's like they have some of our personality traits, but these are tiny humans and they have their own wants and needs. And it is very hard as a parent to sit here and be like, I have to listen to you. (laughs) It is. It's really hard, especially when we grew up in houses where that didn't happen. Yeah. We grew up in houses where it's like, no, you're going to do it. And like you don't get an option or an opinion, right? Or I'll hear your opinion and we're still going to do it my way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. That's a big thing. Cause it's like, we don't listen to each other. And when finally, when we do listen to each other and finally, when someone has the words and maybe, you know, maybe they overcame a lot to even express it. They finally found the words, they express it to you. And then we dismiss them and then we don't mm-hmm. believe them. And then we tell them, no, no, that's not what you're feeling. No, no, no. Let me tell you how it's going to go down. Yep. Yep. And there's a fine line between, there's a fine line between teaching your kids how to, how to know what emotion they're feeling, right? Like how to learn what that emotion is and how to feel that emotion and then telling them what it is. Like teaching them and telling them are two totally different things. Cause I can mm-hmm. tell you what you're feeling, but that's not going, you, you won't learn anything from that. 
So like, mm-hmm. I have to sit here and I have to listen to you struggle to explain it and then be like, well, it could be right? Like instead of just yeah. being like, this is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Or instead of just asking them, like, what are you feeling right now? Right. You know, or what, how is it for you? Or, or like, just to keep asking. And then when they tell you to believe them that, <sighs> you know, that's a big change, but no, we don't have the words. We don't have the, you know, the language. We don't educate about the feelings very well. And then we don't respond really well. You know, that we're, we're humans. We're figuring it out. We're, you know. And I think you said something really important. It's, you know, we don't even know how to do this to little humans because it wasn't done for us. And so not only are we struggling with that aspect of it is like, I, I don't even know how to do this because no, I didn't have anybody show me how to do this and, and I didn't grow up this way, but like, I want to make sure that it's different for our kids. Yeah. I think a big, big difference is like this like radical experiment of actually listening to kids and giving them the benefit of the doubt. Like mm-hmm. this is something that kind of I do all day. I feel like this is how I you know work with them. Like, I'm listening and I'm believing and I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. And I'm also you know, like even as a therapist, like my role is like to just point, help you look within yourself and find your own solutions to your situation. Cause I will never know a hundred percent what it's like to be you. And you're the only one that's going through this life as you. So you have to figure out what works for you, even if nobody else understands it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. We're going, we're going through that with the teenagers. But it was just, it was very shocking, like I said, to see how he went from such a, he can't learn. And, you know, this, we thought we were going to have to pull him through high school, kicking and screaming. And it was one of those, like, I will carry you on my back across that stage. Like we will finish this. And then we just changed the environment and the way he was learning. And it's like, I almost sit here. It's like, why didn't we do this three years ago? (laughs) Well, yeah, it would have been been such a more pleasant high school experience Mm -hmm. if we just started here, you know, instead of trying to force it. And and we kind of saw that when when we went through covid and they took everybody and put them online. Yeah, like that's where we really saw that it's like this kid can like he can do this. Right. And he did. He did really well when it was online. But then they went back to school and it started all over again. Right. Right. That's it. I mean, you know, environment, you change the supports, you change the setting. I mean, school, like, sometimes just drives me nuts because that is that is one way to learn. Right? Yeah, like we we disseminate information in one way. And then if you can't do it that one way, oh, you can't learn. Like, mm-hmm. whoa. God, come on. (laughs) I remember that as a child. I mean, you went through that. You talk about that too, where like you were put in a certain situation and like you couldn't figure it out. I mean, I was in open space. That's true. He went through the 80s in open space schools. Yeah, like there was no walls in the classrooms. I mean, there just were like cabinets. It was like this thing that was supposed to be revolutionary, but it was bunk. It was total bunk. And yeah. Steven is Mr. Social Butterfly. He's never met a stranger in his life. And so he's sitting here in a classroom, supposed to be paying attention, but his best friend's over there in that classroom and there's no walls. I'm so right. He's like waving. Right. Right. <laughs> and they're like, you need to focus. Right. Seriously. I mean, like, right. what if school was like where you got to go in and you picked every day? What am I interested in? What do I feel like doing? You know, like if you had that true autonomy and then the support comes too. So like you pick your subject and now we do the lesson. You pick your interest area. We build the subjects into that. Mm-hmm. Kids like forget about learning. They would like, that's part of to me is like the internet kind of changing the game a bit is that now they don't need to wait for some teacher. Right. They can just go learn it. And it's right. easy yeah. to learn. Like my kid, he's like a, almost eight. And he watched some video about um, from Squid Games. Uh, that it was about making those little the cookies, the yes. what they call it, the sugar comb, sugar comb. Right. I didn't even know what he was talking about. He kept saying sugar comb, sugar. I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And he's like, I want to make it. And I was like, you want to make it? And he's like, yeah, on the stove, I'm going to cook it. And I'm like, he's seven, mind you, right? I'm like, we're not okay. doing anything with the stove. <laughs> well, that would be you. 
now me, right? I'm like, let's do this thing. Like, right. <laughs> I was like, let's see. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. What worst case scenario, he's going to burn some sugar and whatever. But this kid, he takes the sugar, he puts it in the pan. And I'm like, you're going to just put straight sugar in a pan. All right. Okay. And then it's like a tiny bit of sugar too. We're talking like two, two scoops of it or something. And I'm like, all right. All right. I, I don't know where we're going. He's like, and I'm going to heat it up. And then he's stirring it with like a chopstick that he grabbed out of a drawer or something. And I'm like, everything about this looks like it's going to end epically bad. But here I am finally pulling myself back and saying, try it. I'm here mm-hmm. porting fire breaks out. I got the fire extinguisher. I'm here. I'm monitoring, <laughs> but I'm letting you try this thing that you think you can do based on a TikTok video or what YouTube video that you saw. Go for it. He did it. Mm-hmm. He did it. Like he made the, the, the honeycomb or whatever. Honeycomb. That's it. Honeycomb. Not sugar. Comb. Honeycomb. He made it. It worked. Mm-hmm. Like it, in his little method, he had paid attention. He, and if I had interjected and been like, okay, if you want to do this, then we'll do it together. Let's look it up together. And then I would have taken over it. Oh, are we kidding? I would have gotten the kitchen. I would have been doing it. I would have done it for him. I would have robbed him the opportunity to experience that he had looked up something himself and that he was now carrying it out himself. And I got to tell you, after that, he told the world, I made a honeycomb. I made a honeycomb. I did it myself. Mm-hmm. That, that confidence to build the confidence to try something new instead of dismantling it when they move to the next thing that right. sometimes i'm like are we missing the mark you know yeah i mean these kids having access to the internet is just the way they have access to the internet unfettered yeah it's is just crazy mind blowing i was yeah. i was driving one day with our youngest and he started asking me questions he was like do you know how west virginia got its name I'm like, no, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm assuming because they split and they were West of Virginia. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I honestly don't know. And he was like, well, no, that's really correct. But you know, they split up because of world, because of the civil war and part of them didn't once. And I'm like, wait, what are you, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Cause like they're learning about Egypt in history. So it's like, we're not on civil war yet. And he's like, oh, I found this YouTube channel that explains things in kid terms and I'm learning about the civil war. Mm, So he just decided one day that he was going to watch all these videos and learn everything there was about the civil war. And I'm like, who are you? Like you're 11 and you're actively learning about the civil war. Right. Right. that's not normal (laughs) well you know but that's amazing like he found you know and that he's teaching himself and learning because it's like you know you only go through school for so many years yeah right it's like and you can keep running back to school you can do that but you also can just learn a lot out there and if you Mm -hmm. you know are someone who enjoys that and then gets pleasure from that that's like sets you up for a lifelong learning success there you know like right you're never you're never too old it's never too late and there's always more to learn that that's makes life exciting yeah and and they have you know this unfiltered access to it now and it's so funny because he was watching it on youtube and like you hear a lot of parents who are like "Mm," you know you really let them like unsupervised on youtube and it's like well he's 11 like he knows what he can and cannot look at and so like for him to just be like, oh, I'm learning history. <laughs> yeah. I was assuming that you were watching video games. Like I, I would have never assumed that you were watching a whole lesson on all of the civil war. And so like for that whole week, he was telling me about the different battles and battlefields and how they cut off Lee's reinforcements and starved them out. I was just like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but see, like, that's it. It's like, not only did he find the information, but he took it in and then he remembered it. And like, he's like, you know, that is learning. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, this is like lately, I've been also on this like wild Minecraft thing. Cause I'm like, it's amazing what they're learning and doing in Minecraft. I'm like, this is, but again, you know, people from the outside, if you don't understand, then you're like, they're just playing a video game. You know, right. it's like, you don't, you don't understand what they're doing though. They're reading, they're building, they're constructing, they're deconstructing, they're socializing, they're engaging, like it's engineering, it's time-based, it's, there's so much. Mm-hmm. And the things they build are just like, Out to see them world. just run unfettered with like all this 
excitement to build stuff like George, like our youngest has like built like caves and like yes. tunnels that went through the whole world. And he would like finally harass us enough to where we would sit down and look at it. And it was like, you, you built it. Like, how long have you been working on? Oh, I've been working on this for forever, mom. And it's like, that's it. But like, that's it. Right. It's like, finally we stop. Finally, we go into literally into their world and we're like, whoa. And it's like, meanwhile, though, that kid is probably like, yeah, man, I've been telling you about this or I've been talking about it or I've been doing it. I think sometimes it's like, I don't know, sustainability, right? Like patterns of communication. We have to think like long term, you want your kids when they're older to share with you and to talk Mm -hmm. to you about things. But at the same time, how often do we really reinforce that? How often are we really present for their interests and show an interest in their interests? Like, then we wonder when they don't talk to us, why they're not telling us things after years and years of essentially ignoring what mattered to them. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's nice. That's nice. Okay. Go on. (laughs) You know, and that's so easy. That's so easy to do as a parent. It's like, that's nice. Okay. That sounds good. I have to cook dinner now. So like I'm in the middle of something. (laughs) So, I mean, I feel the, the double-edged sword where when I'm like, you know, doing occupational therapy, I'm like so in and paying so much attention that I always tell people, I'm like, <laughs> then my kid comes up and tries to show me something like, anyways, I got laundry, I got dinner, I got da, 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 da. Yeah. Like, oh, it is hard. It is hard. It's Especially when it's our own kids. Like there's something about that too, where I'm like, <laughs> I don't know when it's your own kid, it, it's a different challenge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. It definitely is. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the hardest part with, um, with you know, with being a parent is, you know, and of course, I don't have to tell any of you to, you know, any of you <laughs> about it. You guys know, we go through it every day is just knowing what decision to make and, and what the best decision is to make. Well, yeah. And like they say, they don't come with manuals. No, they, like we talked about it with AMED. I mean, she's we're like, all just flying by the seat of our pants trying to get this right. Right. There's no prerequisite. There's no like that's true. I mean, the only thing that you have to do to have a child is have sex. Like you don't, have to, you don't have to take a course. You don't have to get certified. That's right. You don't. Nothing. But, you know, here's an interesting thing. So this idea of like listening to them. So they, they don't come with a manual on the outside, but they do come with the answers on the inside. Right. We just mm-hmm. don't, we don't, we don't tend to look there, right? We believe that we are the parents and we need to guide them. We need to teach them. We need to show them. Like you said, we need to make the best decision. Mm-hmm. We need, not only do we need, not only do we need to make decisions all day, we better make the best decision. That's so much pressure. And mm-hmm. the reality is we don't know the best decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and like to take the pressure off I feel like that's what helps with me with my like parenting is like I don't put that kind of pressure on it's more like I need them to find the best decision and answer for them and then mm-hmm. I need to try to accept that right, right. that and is that, hard that is hard that is very hard that is yeah. very hard but we can in little ways you know I always tell people it's like okay you want to ride your bike you got to wear a helmet you want to go in the car you got to put a seatbelt on yeah there's things you got to do however a lot of the other things that we think they have to have to do if we took a step back I don't know it's debatable mm-hmm. right yeah no I agree yeah I agree oh well you know there's a difference between like guiding and helicopter parenting yeah you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a different approach. And I think, you know, anyone who goes up in traditional households, they understand that battle as they when they become parents, because they know if they were either parent helicopter parented yeah. or that they were guided. And it may and it does make a difference. It, it comes does. out. It really does. Because then what happens when you're overly rigid and a disciplinarian? Yeah, I mean, we kind of, we kind of, I had to soften my tone with Sebastian because I had to learn Mm -hmm. how to communicate with him. And, and I had to learn to communicate because Stephen was brought up very like helicopter parent, like they were terrified that he was going to die of everything. And so they had to protect him. Whereas to a damn point, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas I was brought up. Damn hey, they near. did a good job. You're still yeah. kicking. They did a good job. You're still there. I guess I'm he, still... Didn't, he didn't die. He's never broken a bone. Yeah, I've never like... broken a bone. Yeah, it's true. But like, I was raised feral. Like, we just went outside for the day. Like, 
and nobody talked to us about our emotions and nobody talked to us about how to deal. You know, we, they tried to, but like what they did wasn't really all that helpful. So like he had to learn how to kind of soften a little bit and let go of a little bit. And I had to learn how to like pay more attention and how to have these conversations right. with people. Cause right. I'm just so used to like, Oh, they'll figure it out. Like I did, but I didn't figure it out that right. well. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Or even like you said, see me like, like, you know, guiding is one way. Um, authoritarian parenting is another way, you know, that militaristic kind of um, another way to just entertain is the idea of just like walking beside them because the guiding is a great example. When we're the guide, we already know the way. Mm-hmm. I like to look um, at it as a democracy. It's a little bit, you know. I mean, I you mean, you can a have a bit. voice, but the majority always wins, and the parents are the majority. We have ten votes right? each. <laughs> right? we, we each get two votes; they get one. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was gonna say, I don't know, Thomas. I we're losing losing votes here. We got three, so I'm like, well, if the majority <laughs> yeah. wins, we're never gonna win. We're never yeah, win. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I have to tell you, like it's um. It is definitely a journey being a parent. Um, and especially when you begin to look at like just your own life and you go back and you say, well, shoot, like, I, did, did they stress out the way that I stress out? You know, yeah. and you often is wonder, normal? is this normal? Or were they normal? Are we all abnormal? Mm-hmm. Like, are you trying to figure it out? Like, I swear, it's just, it are so many landmines and so many la- fields. I mean, we have one child who just came, I mean, came home and had someone say something rude to him. Mm-hmm. Racially mood, rude. So, yeah, you know. But it's also, you know, each one of them, are so different from each other like Mm -hmm. yes they're similar they're brothers they have Mm -hmm. certain similarities but like the way you talk to one you can't talk to the other because it won't work right Right. and so not only are we trying to figure out how to do this and stumbling around in the dark like as soon as you get it figured out for one Mm -hmm. you got to do something completely opposite for the other one Mm-hmm. And then you go back to the one you thought you figured it out for, and it's not the same anymore. Not the same anymore because right. now, now he's sixteen and it's different. Right. This is, but this Ooh. is parenting, right? This is life. Like I think a big yeah. mistake we make as humans is thinking it's supposed to be anything else. Right. Yeah. This is right. it. We're doing. This is it. This is the experience. You know, like if we could e- embrace and accept that, maybe we'd be a little less hard on ourselves about. You know, all the parts thinking we got to do it right. We got to do it. You know, it's so funny when you think about like um, raising kids, right? Like, so when I was like being brought up, like, uh, again, it was classic. It was like, you need to, you know, stay at a job a certain amount of time. You dress a certain way when you go to to work. So if you're not paying attention to school, you're never going to get a job, you know? And it was like all tied together. And I always thought like, okay, this is interesting. They have a model in their mind that they're trying to make me. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. felt that, right? Like very much. And it was like, okay, but what if that model was so off the mark? Because my parents at the time had no idea what the world was going to be in 20, 30 years. Yeah. You know, I think we learned from COVID, we have no idea what the world's going to be like tomorrow. So <laughs> we all maybe have to have a little bit of humility to recognize that we don't know. And so then all the guiding we think we're doing is us making our best guesses but if we're wrong and we double down and we invest so hard in what we think our children need, when it works, awesome. When it doesn't work, ouch, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And I think that's one of the hard parts about parenting is, you know, you think you're doing it right. And then it's like, you figure out you're not. And, yeah, and that's why, you know, again, it comes back to like asking that kid. Cause like, I feel <laughs> as a parent so much safer when I know you made that decision because right. that's your decision. That's your win. That's your, you know, challenge. It's not mine because I think we all know we've all had the experience where somebody made us do something like here's been an interesting this w- thing this week is like, we all know research is like shows that going outside helps our our uh, mental health right like there's this like constant like go outside go outside you're gonna you're gonna be cured from everything if you just step outside right like <laughs> the cure is outside right okay. but being forced so a lot of kids they got their devices they got their video games they don't want to go outside 
Mm -hmm. Right now you've got the parents that are like, no, 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 man. Listen, I was inundated with it outside of the cure. So you got to go outside. I got to get you outside. It's gritting at my soul to watch you inside here. Cause I think I'm somehow hurting you or damaging you. So now I am going to force you to go outside. Then I wonder, will the benefits of being outside be canceled by the experience of being forced to do something you didn't want to do? Mm. We had this conversation not too long ago because we were both outside kids. Like, that's just what you did when we grew up. You just went outside. And, you know, I was telling Steven, I was like, because I was so just on my own with my friends and getting into everything that we could get into, like, I know what kids do when they're bored and they're outside. And I much rather have my children home where I can see them. And I know that they're not getting into the kind of trouble that I got into. It's almost, it feels safer for me to have them inside. Yeah. See, and so if I came over to your house and forced you to have them outside. Yeah, I would be like, I I would be a mess. Exactly. Well, you know, know, that kind of happened in my life. My mother was so overprotective of me. And I think, you know, I think in large part, I think, you know, it was my father who said, go get out of the house. Mm -hmm. But I think that was probably part of the problem, too, because he wanted me to get out of the house. So whatever. Well, you had two different. Two different types of parents. Yeah, Yeah. you had them pushing and pulling in different ways. So that was complicated in itself. Yeah. Yeah. And like, think about that, like for a child perspective, like you, you know, it's like, gosh, like you're trying to figure out. You know, as a child, you're you're learning about yourself. You're trying to figure out what you're interested in. You're trying to, you know, you don't, you're just learning and doing this. And then to have one person telling you to do this and then the other person telling you to do this, it's like you get lost in between this. And then unfortunately, like the more direction we give humans, the more reliant they become on receiving direction. That's very true because with my older brother, he was terrified to make decisions. And so they made the decisions for him. And now he's 40 something and can't make a decision. There you go. And, and my parents look at him and they're like, you are 40 and you need to make a decision. And I'm sitting here like, but he's never had to make one before. Like you never put it on him to make a decision and fail and be okay with it. So yeah, now he's 40 and he has no idea what to do. So you will always be making his decisions for him. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, you, you can't, it's like, imagine like you, you put, when you make the decision for the kid, if again, if they're successful, they're going to be like, well, you made the decision for me, right? Like yeah. they lose a bit of credit. If they are not successful, then you get all the blame. hundred <laughs> percent of the blame. It's all your fault. But then it's like, for them, they didn't get to process any part of that. Yeah. And you know, it feels safer for my brother, for somebody else to make the decision, because just like you said, if it's successful, great. We have both succeeded here, but if it fails, I'm not to blame. I didn't Mm -hmm. make this decision. You're the one to blame. And now you can pick up the pieces Mm -hmm. because this wasn't my idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, he, he uses it very much as an, an escape from responsibility. Yeah, which, which, you know, to make it to 40 and, and do that, it's like, it, essentially, he's been very successful. Right, like, he's done a good job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's, it's all like, sometimes, you know, it's all just a matter of perspective, right? Like, we're so quick to judge something as a win or something as a loss. And it's like, that's why I love that saying. It's like, you don't lose, right? You either win or you learn. That's yeah. It. Those are your right. options. You're going to win or you're going to learn. That's it. Right. Right. Yeah, that is very true. That's true. That's very true. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, yeah. Man. I'm glad thank you were you. able to make it. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You know, I love hanging out with you guys. I know, you know, one day in person, one day. I know. I, well, you, day, I so. called you. I look, we tried to get you out for you like, You've for, done it. For, for the fire pit. Um, yeah, we need to do it because we need to do it. Sorry, sorry. We're not. I'm pushing the wrong button. I'm not allowed to push buttons. Oh, you can. I know. Seriously, she's she's over there like, what's this one do? Yeah, it's good to turn into I love Lucy moment. What is this, Ricky? I've always been dying to push this one. I'm just you two keep chatting. I'm just I'm playing the soundboard for a second. Oh, good grief! Chill, but I gotta say, Um, Becca, Becca, you look lost of weight. I have. I have. I have been working really hard. Um, you look so, like 
I'm so annoyed. I saw you. So, wow. We, um, I was on a medication and I was killing myself to try and lose weight and it just wasn't working. And then I kind of fell flat on my face with the medication. So we changed it. And like, as soon as we changed it, like I, what is it like 17, like almost 20 pounds I have lost just it's like you since this year different like yeah I remember you talking about the struggles where like Mm -hmm. Steven was dropping 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 and you were like I'm done with this so you know that's yeah I just want to just want to recognize that I see you roles have roles have switched now because now he's all stalled out I'm not Mm. stalled it's just like (laughs) I am stalled I mean that's just the truth you know it's like no no BS about it I mean seriously I don't know what to do about it. You know, like, well, I know what to do about it. I need to lift weights instead of just yeah. the treadmill because the yeah. treadmill is not doing it for me. No, you got to get yourself stronger. Yeah, that's 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 what it is. Yeah, yeah. that's and I'm, I, you know, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a little tidbit here. It's uh, all about what goes in. That's what I keep telling you. cannot outrun the fork. But you cannot. You can't. Oh, no, that fork like seems so dang fast sometimes. It's <laughs> like, so fast. Like, what is it? What is it? Uh, uh, what is it? Speedrunner? What was the what's the cartoon? Roadrunner. 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 Yeah. Runner. Yeah. yeah. The, the fork seems like freaking Roadrunner. Yeah. You can't outrun that fork. Yeah. No. Well, no. I mean, you know, I can't. You know? <laughs> that's, that's why I, I can't. I mean, it's I can't. great. Exercise is awesome and people should always exercise. But right. We do. We do know that like research shows it is so freaking hard if you're relying on that. Right. Yep. Right that it's like not impossible nothing's you know i love i saw this commercial today it's like it's not impossible time possible and i was like yeah okay <laughs> yeah i like that i like that i'm possible possible that's yeah. fantastic yeah before i let you guys go do you have you have hbo hbo i think so yeah no we don't there is a, a series brene brown has atlas of the heart you Good. have to you have to everything okay. we talked about today the emotions the stuff watch it she's got a book it's called atlas of the heart but she just got a series on hbo and wow get ready get ready to just like the mind blown blow, blow mind your mind blown and not even in the like oh, i can't i need like a better word because it's like i don't know transformational it's just like Ooh. it's there you go because it's not even like like i always think like it's not the hokey emoji blown mind it's like i'm telling you like this groundbreaking this is like and it's like she's been working. She's a researcher. She's been doing this forever, but she's putting it in this digestible content that I'm like, everybody needs to see this. So, right, right, <laughs> very nice. Yeah, we'll have to we'll right. have to take a look at it. Right. Yes. Scope it out. Scope it out. <sighs> I just hate that I'm like, oh, it's on HBO. Great. So it's like part of me is like, this information needs to be public and for everyone. But yeah, right. Like, why? Why is it like hidden on this one little site? Right. Yeah, I don't like I don't like that part. But there's also YouTube clips of it. So hey, YouTube will get you anything go. and put it out there. You so. can get anything on YouTube, man. <laughs> All right. You can y'all. get we'll anything have a- on YouTube. All right. Well, have a nice weekend. Thank you so much for this conversation. I love talking to you guys and we will be in touch. Yes. Yep. Oh, but you'll go ahead and promote your practice too. Oh, promote my practice. Okay. So it's uh the remote OT. It is um remoteot.com. You got everything you need to find on there. It's occupational therapy for Nick, you to the nursing home, um, you know, it's virtual, a lot of support, it's a lot of listening, a lot of what you heard today. That's the style. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love it. it. Yeah. You know what? We have to get together for bonfire real soon. Yes. Um, but you know what? Until then, I understand you have really, really young things. So you got to be careful. So. No, yeah. Don't worry. That that four-year-old, if you have to get that four-year-old vax, I'm, I'm ready to go. But I'm just right. still waiting on, like, where's the vax for the under five already? Come on. Exactly. Come exactly. on. They're dragging their feet, man. I know. We were so excited. We were so excited when 11 to 5 came out.